0: Lock
1: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin is here with me, as is Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. That's Steve at SteveDace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Show. over on Parler, at Dace. You can try, I guess. Liking us on Facebook, who clearly doesn't like me, they are claiming my recent column about the Vanderbilt kicking gimmick was only shared on a page with 130,000 followers twice in almost a week. Does that sound legit to you guys? It's the new math. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't like a national story of any consequence or... This, I didn't write some like deeply esoteric piece, right? If we share twice on a page with 130,000 followers in almost a week, totes legit, bro. So you can head over there, I guess, to our Facebook page. We're also over on MeWe at Steve Dace. That's the free speech alternative uh, to Facebook uh, as well. Uh, Check out our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Dace. And then check this out, my brand new book, A Nefarious Carol, one week from today. One week from today, it drops and you can pre-order your copy right now to make sure that it drops in your lap from day one. It is the novella sequel to my 2016 book in a various plot, which we're going to be turning into a movie next year. So get your copy today. The audible version is already out. I read that along with my oldest daughter, Anastasia, because the main heroine in the story is a young woman. So get your copy today. And uh, thank you very much to all of you that have already done so. Uh, to contribute to My Kids Christmas Fund. They're very grateful, and hopefully you'll think the book is good too. All right, I tried to be a little bit more um, inviting. I was afraid yesterday it was a tad, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obnoxious, maybe. It was a tad obnoxious yesterday. I'm working on my self-awareness. What do you guys think? Was Was today a little mm-hmm. bit more... With a little no. bit more humility. I think, I think no, you're
3: selling out. I, I think uh, I think you need to channel your inner Fauci here. And just like you said recently, we have not felt the brunt of the Thanksgiving holiday yet. Yes. Let's just say we have not felt the brunt of book sales yet. Yes. And that needs to
2: change. I'm glad you encouraged me, so I'm going full Fauci. You can't have Christmas either unless you buy this book. There, how was that? Nailed it. Is that good? All right, perfect. All right, coming up on the show here today at the bottom of the hour, my good friend Congressman Shiproy from the great state of Texas will be joining us next hour. We are going to play Fake News or Not, our weekly game, but we're going to do it differently than we ever have before. We're going to do a Twitter edition, and it's all things that I have either shared on Twitter or tweeted about in the last week or so, and you guys are going to decide, do you think it's fake news or not? All right. That, well, my checks clear after we're done you, with this? You're one? welcome to give as honest of an opinion as okay. as you think your your paycheck can afford. <laughs> That's that. Was that okay? Oh, I think so. Yeah. All right, all right. Just I'm I'm trying. As long as it's okay? him, not me. We are big believers in accountability around here, right? To quote Donkey, only a true friend would be that truly honest. That's right. I I <laughs> I, I pay you guys to hold me accountable by telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> right. All right. And then uh, we will also have Pop Culture Tuesday. Matthew McConaughey is making the rounds. He's got a new book out, The Famed Actor, The Academy Award-winning actor, Emmy Award-winning actor. Uh, He's got a book out right now. And he's doing a media tour where he's talking a lot about politics. And I don't know, man. It sounds to me like a guy that's getting ready to run for office. And I'm wondering... If Matthew McConaughey is the Rosetta Stone to turn Texas blue. We're going to get into that coming up in Pop Culture Tuesday, the intersection between pop culture and conservatism coming up a little bit later on. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by lawsuits. The state of
3: Texas is suing the states of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. The suit was brought directly to the Supreme Court due to the nature of the case involving multiple states being in the Supreme Court's original jurisdiction. It was filed just before midnight this morning. The lawsuit alleges the four offending states violated the U.S. Constitution in two ways. One, the suit alleges the states violated the electors clause of Article 2 of the Constitution When executive or judicial officials in the states changed the rules of the election without going through the state legislatures, the second violation, the suit alleges, occurred when individual counties in each of the four states changed the way they would receive, evaluate or treat the ballots, violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. There's a new Trump campaign lawsuit in Georgia. This time, Trump himself is named as the plaintiff, along with Georgia Republican Party chairman David Schaefer. The suit alleges there was significant voter fraud and enough to change the outcome due to the counting of thousands of ballots that were illegal. Votes cast by people under 18 years of age or by people who were not actually registered to vote in the state, among other reasons. In Pennsylvania, a lawsuit brought about by Republican Congressman Mike Kelly and Republican Congressional candidate Sean Parnell alleging no excuse mail-in ballots are unconstitutional is being appealed to the Supreme Court after the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled against them last week. Senator Ted Cruz announced yesterday if the Supreme Court agrees to hear the case, he'll argue the case's merits before that court. No dominion, no kraken, no globalist conspiracies, just what is or is not legal. Moving on according to the former head of Israel's space program and current professor Chaim Ashid, the so-called Galactic Federation of Extraterrestrials has been in contact with the U.S. and Israel for decades but have deemed humanity unready for them to reveal themselves. And now something a little bit closer to home, Fox News' Tucker Carlson used his monologue last night to feature a now-deleted video of Chinese economics professor and communist D. Dong Cheng from a little over a week ago. I'll read the subtitles. The Trump administration is in a trade war with us, so why can't we fix the Trump administration? Why, between 1992 and 2016, did China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues? No matter what kind of crises we encountered, be it the yin incident, the bombing of the embassy, or the crashing of the plane, things were absolved in no time like a couple do with their quarrels, starting at the bedhead but ending at the bed end. We fixed everything in two months. What is the reason? I'm going to throw out some something maybe a little explosive here. It's just because we have people at the top. At the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence, we have our old
2: friends. There's a lot of garbage floating around the internet right now, a lot of fake things. That video is real, and those subtitles are accurate. We checked today with two different Chinese speakers and confirmed that.
3: Professor Di Dongcheng goes on to talk about, you guessed it, Hunter Biden we will talk about this more in the overtime today. Moving on, 90-year-old Margaret Keenan of the United Kingdom has become the first person in the world to receive a COVID-19 vaccine outside of trial. According to a draft by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, possible adverse reactions to the COVID-19 vaccines include stroke, death, brain swelling, and a bevy of other conditions, and it's coming to a drugstore near you. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and Dr. Anthony Fauci held their first meeting of the worst people in society yesterday. Maybe we enlist you. I'll do it with you. We'll do an ad telling New Yorkers it's safe to take the vaccine. You know, put us together. We're like the modern-day De Niro and Pacino. You can be which whichever you want. You can be the De Niro or Pacino. Speaking of the worst people, a little boy went to go visit santa recently and got karen instead what do you want for I no, I, no no guns. Nerf guns
2: no not even a Nerf gun no
3: if, you, you, if your dad wants to get it for you that's fine but i can't bring it to you what else would
0: you like lots of other toys there's legos there's bicycles what do you think It's okay,
2: we're
3: dead. That story has a happy ending, however, when the real Santa showed up at the young boy's house and got him the biggest damn Nerf gun in the world. So
2: there was a mistake made yesterday, huh? Yeah.
0: Well, we're so sorry about
2: this. Oh, this is crazy.
1: It's just a nerf gun.
3: Wow, it's so much. This is crazy this thing. And finally, America lost one of its great pioneers of aviation. World War II P 51 fighter pilot Chuck Yeager passed away last night at the age of 97. General Yeager went on to become a test pilot of renown during the post war aerospace tech boom, becoming the first pilot to break the sound barrier in his X 1 rocket. In this decades old interview, Yeager describes the day he became the first human to exceed 767.3 miles per hour. Ouch hurting because I'd been in a horseback riding accident. I
1: broke a couple ribs, hurt my shoulder a couple nights before, and uh, I wasn't feeling too good. But the point was uh, I made the decision to fly the airplane. The flight itself just went as expected. Uh, we'd been having a lot of trouble with fires in the tail of the airplane and igniters that wouldn't work. Fortunately, they all worked that day. and. And we pushed the thing out, and really, uh, once we got the mock jump on the mock meter, and all the buffeting smoothed out, and we got our first sonic boom here, then it almost was a letdown, you know, if the damn thing didn't blow
3: up. And that's what happened while we were away.
2: You want to know... You want to know when you're going to get your country back. When the men of your era will jump, jump in an experimental aircraft to attempt to go over 700 miles per hour shortly after breaking their ribs in a horse riding accident instead of sitting on their hands keeping silent and waiting for their Pornhub alerts to show up in their notifications while dudes replace their, their daughters at the local track meet that's when That's when. And not a moment. Not a moment. Not a nanosecond. Sooner. That's when. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Gabby Insurance. You know, you're probably overpaying for car and home insurance, but, you know, we are so busy and we've been using the same clients over and over again. And so we're like, I don't have time to check on this. Uh, but what if Gabby just makes it so much simpler, easier, and faster for you? They take the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with the top 40 providers out there, including big-time companies like Travelers, Nationwide, and others. Just link your current insurance account, and in just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage that you currently have. And if you've got a great deal, that's what they did with me. Uh, so I put my insurance information in there, and they recommended I... Go get the deal from Safeco Insurance that I currently have. So if, if you're already doing the best you can do, they'll let you know that too. And so will have peace of mind to know that you're not overspending. But if there are savings out there available to you, they'll point those out to you as well. So see how much Gabby can save you or if you're already doing the smartest shopping you could do. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Just go to Gabby, G-A-B-I. Gabby.com slash Dace, that's my last name, D-E-A-C-E, Gabby.com slash Dace. In the overtime today, we're going to discuss in greater detail the monologue that uh, Aaron mentioned from Tucker Carlson last night, talking about Chinese influence in the U.S. government and pointing it directly at the Bidens. We'll get into that in the overtime today if you want to watch that. Go to blazetv.com slash dace to become a subscriber to blaze TV. We're going to tape it right after the show today, and then it will get posted uh, based on upload time later this afternoon at blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you can go to watch it if you're already a subscriber, but then to subscribe at a discounted rate. If you're not yet one at blazetv.com slash dace. All right, let's get to the rest of what is in the overtime today. And I have been, clamoring for this. When was the electioning? In November the 3rd? Yep. Right. What what is today? December 8th? Yep. So 27, 35 days have gone by, right? Right. 35 days. Is it, is the electoral college meets when? A week from today? Is it the 15th?
3: I can't remember off the top of my head, but that sounds correct. I know it's always the middle of December.
2: Needless to say though, 35 days have gone by. And I have been, I have been clamoring for Someone to just make very simple cases. Either the law says that the state legislature makes election law or it does not. Period. End of sentence. Let us just adjudicate that. Do judges on a whim on election night, do do they make election law? Or does the legislature duly elected by the people of a state, do they make the, the, the election law or not? Right. All right. That that would seem to be a simple question to adjudicate. A very simple question. Is it fair under the fourteenth Amendment Equal Protection Clause for some states to grant non residents, non alien or, or aliens double voting, provisional ballots? Whatever the various classifications of dispute there are out there is it fair for some states to just go ahead and count them because well we we can we can construe the intent of the voter in these cases is it fair for them to count them and other states not to what happens when some states uphold their laws and other states do not do we have to be subjected to the officials that are elected unlawfully because these are national offices. You bet your sweet bippy if you live in Texas you care about what's going on in Pennsylvania. They're saying the city council race. They're sending people to Washington, D.C. to rule you. Every red state in America ought to be joining that lawsuit from Texas today. Every one of them. These are simple. I didn't say easy. Did I say they were easy? No. But they're simple, meaning the answer is yes or no. And we can get to the answer. The answer is, accept, is accessible. You may not like the answer you'll get. You may not like it. But an answer we at least would get, right? right. And meanwhile, we have, tra- we have, we have chased this flowchart of the Dominion corporate um, uh, <laughs> roster for 35 days, And I say this as someone who's been telling you all along, I probably buy into this more than anybody on the show does. You're talking to the guy that is about to make a movie based on a book he wrote on a satanic takeover of America. You bet I could buy into some of this stuff. All right. But that's not a question of whether I buy into it or whether it's provable between now and the 20th of January. It's not. This will take years to unravel. Even if you think Sidney Powell has not lost her mind and is just the same trailblazer she was on the Flynn case when she took that and everybody thought, myself included, that was an open and shut case because he signed a plea agreement, right? And she ended up winning that case. Michael Flynn signed that plea agreement on December 1st, 2017. It was not until earlier this year, almost three years later, that Sidney Powell got some resolution on that case. Correct? Right. Do we have that amount of time? No. No, we don't. We don't have that amount of time. And to be brutally honest, because that's how we roll here, If even if everything she's alleging is true... Even if Lynn Wood, you know, half the people on my feed think the dude is literally brought stone tablets down from on high, and the other half think that he's Judas Iscariot. I don't have time to figure that out right now because January 20th is a coming. It's coming. It's not waiting for any man. January 20th is coming. We've gone 35 days. And now today, finally, thanks to this, thanks to the deputy or thanks to the attorney general from the state of Texas, someone is finally asking the two most pertinent questions to the Supreme Court of this entire controversy. Who determines the election law? And is it fair for one state on the fly to redetermine the definition of the word vote? and then have that change the outcome of national offices to then rule over people in states that don't do that? Those are questions that we can get answered, that we can get relief. We may not like the answers. I'm kind of counting on the fact you're not going to. But at least like with a Dred Scott, we'll get an answer. Rather than kind of, Tiddling around in the ethereal. We'll get some answers. We'll know how we then have to proceed based on those answers. We are arguing issues that are unanswerable at the moment. And then do you even trust in this environment how many judges, no matter who appointed them, do you trust would even listen to this kind of evidence in this environment even if you could produce it this quickly so I don't know why it took so long but we're, we're going to finally get some answers my guess is the Supreme Court won't even grant cert on this that will be an answer the Supreme Court cannot be bothered, cannot be bothered by what's a vote and what is the law. Then you'll know, right? Yeah. See, we're in this position right now. There were, several years ago there was a libertarian mommy blogger. I've quoted her before, it's just been a while. And she wrote a piece. I wish I remembered her name, I'd give her credit. I cannot. But the piece that she wrote said, "It's too late to trust the system, but it's too early for the shooting to start." That's, that was that was the the gist of her piece, right? We're kind of in this no man's land where we all don't trust the system, but we really would prefer not to have to blow it up at the exact same time, right?
0: We're not kind of there; we're there.
2: Yeah, we're in a, we're in a no man's land right now. Well. If the Supreme Court cannot be bothered with a majority Republican-appointed justices, and I believe, is it four or five that require cert? I don't recall. You know, The guy coming on here in a minute used to be the deputy attorney general at the state of Texas. I'll just ask him. But if you can't get four or five Supreme Court justices to grant cert to this when three of them were appointed by the guy that's currently contesting the election, you know now where you stand, kind of, don't you? Yeah, go ahead and keep
0: pretending that Georgia election matters after yes. that decision. Yeah,
2: you kind of then know that really any attempt you make within the system as it's currently constructed, it might be profitable to you financially, particularly if you work in my industry. But from an ROI on time, um, it, it, you're wasting it. You know, you're not redeeming your time. You're you're wasting it. But at least we would get some answers. I wonder sometimes if we don't want the answers and that's why we often chase after the fantastical rather than let's just cut right to the chase. You know, I can hire a PI, follow my significant other, spend months and months and years and years, you know, wondering what they do with their time, trying to come up with alternative explanations, why don't I just sit that person down and ask them point blank, do you want to stay together with me or not? Period in a sentence, right? Right. Let's just get, let's just get to the heart of the matter here. The heart of the matter actually isn't the origins of dominion Even if all of the allegations are true, because even if all the allegations are true, they are still merely the tool and application of a system that is trying to say we can just change the law whenever we want to get the outcome that we desire. Even in real time, we can do that. That to me is the fight. Because Dominions come and they go, Hobbes. They come and they go. They're, They're the vehicle by which something like this could be accomplished. But ultimately, what is the law? What is the law? What is it? Who makes the law? Does a legislature in a state determine the election laws of a state? Or can they just be made up in real time as people are voting or even after? You can survive, even if everything about dominion is true, you can survive as a people that. You can survive the recognizable evil, right? You can survive that. You can band together to confront it. You know what you can't survive? The chaos of a banana republic. That's what you cannot survive. What's a state exchange? What's a state? What's a mandate? What's a tax? What's a female? What's a male? What's a business? What's essential? What's non-essential? See, those are the things we cannot survive, folks. We need to have a baseline of conversation of, okay, okay, What's the law? Is the law just, you get to say whatever you want to say? Well, if it is, and I suspect that it is, I got two words for you. Second Amendment. That's your. That's why it was given to you, and it's your only option out of it. All right? That's why you have it. But we've never really made them just say it. Wouldn't you like to make them just say it once? I'd love it. And then see what the impact of saying it, making him say the quiet part out loud for once really is. Make them recite their creed. Out in the open. Make them share their catechesis. Out in the open. I'd like to just see what happens. Maybe it would outrage a layer of Americans beyond us that we haven't reached yet. It might. It might save us from an existential conflict. I'm frankly not... And sadly, not optimistic about that because I've read history books before. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, it's not as if our country hasn't defied history before, right? You no. Know, why didn't we go through the, the, the red scares and the, the dalliances with, with Marxism and socialism at the in the early 20th century that every other Western country did? Because we came up with something Marx didn't foresee. Collective bargaining. You know, we've defied the odds before. But right now, we we need to get right to the heart of the matter here, folks. The heart of the matter is what is a law and what is a vote, not where the votes came from. These things are are vastly important, but they're going to take, if they're true, months to years to unravel. And then if you even unravel them... Mike Flynn has been pardoned. The Judge Sullivan clown in that case is still ruling on it as we speak today. So Sidney Powell's going to walk in with Zupruder film evidence of Dominion changing the outcomes of votes. Who will be the government body that will say someone must do something about that? I believe the video in Aaron's montage of the woke Santa getting canned from that store and then they bring that kid another Santa that brings him the Nerf gun he wanted? Is that the first example of accountability for any douchebag or despot we have seen in the year 2020? Can you think of another one
0: outside of... Social media accountability? I can't think of that. I mean real account. Somebody that's lost my, their damn
2: job. That's my Somebody's point. name got dragged through the mud. Someone went behind bars. Can you think of anything else other than our social media ratio of real accountability for an act of douchery and despotism? Can you think of one? No. Neither can I. So tell me what court's gonna say Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mike Flynn is pardoned. They're still holding legal proceedings today. As we speak, they're doing it. So we've got to go. We have to scratch where it itches. We need to go back to the basics here. We got to go back to this is a football. That's what we got to go back to. What is a law? Who makes the law? Where does the law come from? What is a vote? Who gets to vote? Who gets to determine what a vote is? When does the vote take place? That's really the core and crux of the debate here. And finally, 35 days later, someone decided to go to the Supreme Court and ask these questions. Hot damn. More in a moment. Boy, for a long time, 2020 seemed like it was going to be always winter, never Christmas. But finally, Christmas has arrived this year, and maybe it's time to make sure it was worth the wait. Why not send the perfect gift or just send yourself something special with meat? That's right, Omaha Steaks Holiday Feast. It's called the Deluxe Grillers Assortment. It includes perfectly aged top sirloin steaks, along with other incredible meals, amazing sides, and those famous Omaha Steaks desserts. And right now, you can get this mouth-watering package plus... Four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price. If you just go to OmahaSteaks.com, enter the promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E. That's extra burgers plus an extra gift that should be on the list for any serious griller. Deliver the perfect gift by going to OmahaSteaks.com. Type DACE in the search bar. Get the best meat, some of the best meat. I'm I'm gonna just say some because my next guest might contest that it's the absolute best given where he's from, but some of the best meat in the country when you go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter the code Dace. Let's bring in my good friend Congressman Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. Good to see you, brother. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, uh, great, Steve. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I'm from Texas, so you know, we we know uh, what a good steak looks like to, down there. But uh, you know, Omaha, it's not a good product. It's uh, it's always good to be second best.
2: So there's a lot going on in the country right now, but I'm, I'm very concerned about you and your political future. So I want to address something personal with you first. My understanding is that you have made a new hire in your office that I am very, very concerned about. And I'm surprised I wasn't listed as, as a reference because if I would have been, I would have warned you about a gentleman by the name of Nate Madden.
1: So, uh, for all of those uh, listeners out there who know Nate Madden well from his past experiences in in, uh, conservative media, he's joined my shop as my communications director. And, you know, my previous communications director was a great guy, Bobby DiNacci. He's now taking over communications for the House Freedom Caucus. So we're we're building the family. And uh, Nate Madden joined our team yesterday, and uh, I'm sure he'll uh, take whatever abuse you're about to send his way, Steve. (laughs)
2: No, he's a great guy, man. Uh, congratulations to Nate uh, and to you. He's a good dude. So that, that's a good marriage right there. Appreciate that. All right. Let's get to what's going on right now. The, the, this, you're, you served in the Attorney General's office in the state of Texas before going to Congress. The state today filed a court case directly to the U.S. Supreme Court. And when we boil it all down, it it, it essentially is begging the questions I have been waiting 35 days for us to actually force a court to answer. Because a lot of these other things we're talking about would take, I mean, um, even if you think Sidney Powell hasn't lost her mind and is a great attorney, Michael Flynn signed his plea agreement on December 1st, 2017. It took her nearly three years to get him relief in a federal court. And, and by the way, after the dude's been pardoned, that exact same judge is still adjudic- trying to adjudicate his case right now as we speak. We've got to get to a simple question. Like, for example, who makes the election law in a state? The legislature or the courts? And then can the courts make that law up in real time, like while people are voting, after they vote? What is a vote? What happens if some states say, hey, we're going to run a really tight ship about non citizens voting or double voting or mail in voting? And other states are like, commenso festival, we think we can construe their intentions. And so anything that this remotely looks like a vote. We're just going to count it, particularly if it's the one uh, the one we like. All right. How do we what's the 14th Amendment have to say about equal protection if we are having completely different election systems for determining these national offices? From what I can see of the Texas case, it is trying to beg what I believe have always been the most pertinent questions about this. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, first of all, uh, let's start with what we need to know. We need to know that every vote is being counted and no votes being counted twice and that all the laws are being followed, right? That's a basic statement. Every politician has been making that because it's the easy statement to make. But it is, in fact, the starting place. You just rattled through a bunch of really important stuff about who makes the laws, who decides how these votes are cast, who decides how the election procedures Uh, are executed in a state. So we have certain cases where courts are making up the law. We have certain cases where uh, the legislature is making up the law. Take Pennsylvania, for example, right? The litigation in front of the Supreme Court right now, U.S. Supreme Court, is whether the Texas legislature—I'm sorry, whether the Pennsylvania legislature uh, undermined the Constitution in Pennsylvania by uh, changing the laws uh, unconstitutionally about who and how to vote with respect to mail-in In Georgia, you've got concerns that there was a consent decree and that Stacey Abrams was working to make sure that certain procedures would be followed with respect to how uh, signatures are matched when you're looking at mail-in ballots that is contrary to what the legislature would do. My point is, is that we need to know that the law has been put in place and is being followed properly in each state, and these are the questions that I think are most important when you're talking about what you're talking about. Texas is raising the case that, wait a second, our role in our republic Texas, is being potentially undermined by, uh, you know, other states not following their rules and their laws. In other words, this republic is built on the idea that we're all trying to do things under the rule of law, following the, the laws to make sure that only people who are eligible to vote and that one person, one vote is followed and so forth and so forth. I think the most important question that needs to be looked at is the case that was filed on Friday. Uh, my friend Cleta Mitchell, a lawyer in Washington, D.C., filed this case in uh, Atlanta, in, uh, in Georgia on Friday and it's raising all of the questions that need to be answered specific to Georgia, specific to illegal votes being cast. We know there were votes cast illegally. There always are. In this case, it's alleging that there were enough illegal votes cast based on the data and based on the affidavits to at least raise a question about the 12,000 margin that currently exists, I think it's 11,700 and something in Georgia. So we're looking at that. I'm actually pulling the exhibits down right now. It was The exhibits were filed yesterday, and we're pouring over it here in Washington trying to look at, those, uh, at that data.
2: I think you and I both know from history that whenever we let government do something, particularly when it's the Democrats doing it, we don't ever stop them from doing it later, no matter how bad it gets, right? Okay, so now that the mail-in voting genie has been let out of the bottle here, we're never putting it back. Let's just be brutally honest about it, and you know it better than anybody because you are in the Republican caucus. You know how little we actually undo of their bad stuff, right? So we're going to live in this future for the foreseeable future. There will be some states that will put a very tight uh, you know, bow on it once we get back to some form of post-COVID normalcy. But then there will be other states... And particularly a couple of ones that are in the news right now, that if you permit them in a few counties to just do whatever the hell they want with almost no accountability, then I mean, we're going to make Florida 2000. We're going to do Florida 2000 every single election in a handful of these states and a handful of these counties. Why wouldn't it give me a good reason why the Supreme Court wouldn't have an interest in and, and reining that in because all the reasons i can think of chip that they wouldn't are bad
1: well let's again take a step back on mail-in ballots uh, you go back to 2005 uh no stalwarts of of radical ideology uh jimmy carter and james baker that uh, had a commission or whatever where they put out a report saying mail-in ballots would be terrible for our Republican for democracy Fast forward 2012, The New York Times had article after article one in particular where it was talking about how the uh, failures uh, that we would that would uh, be thrust upon our, our democracy if you rely on mail in ballots given the potential for fraud and the inability to catch that fraud. Now fast forward in HR1 by Democrats in the spring of 2019 we voted on their radical uh, you know reform of our election system that had all sorts of things in it that we don't like. But in it was at least this provision, which would have said that no mail-in ballots, uh, that you need to have very specific procedures for absentee ballots that are protected, have vote matches, et cetera. And all of that is so bipartisan agreement uh, heading into this year. We need to stand strong on that. I'm glad that in Texas we held the line on real absentee ballots for the most part. We had to to beat it back in certain places, Houston and some cities. But um, we need to go back to that. And then states, now we need to start getting a little, you know, medieval here, right, Steve? States, Texas needs to say, and other states need to say, we're not going to allow this republic to be taken over by uh, states that are going to disregard common sense rules when it comes to our election procedures. And we're not going to allow this election, our presidential elections that impact our state, impact our freedoms, impact our ability to live our lives the way we see fit under the Bill of Rights in our Constitution. We're not going to allow Uh, other states negatively impact that this is game time we need to start saying no and we need to start setting the parameters for what we're going to be willing to accept let's see what happens over the next week let's go through what happened in georgia let's make sure that people know the truth about uh, how some of these procedures have been abused and then let's start calling it and let's just start making sure that people understand we're going to reset the rules.
2: Chip, can you remind me, that's well said, can you remind me how many judges does it take on the Supreme Court to grant cert? Is it four or five? Four. It's four. All right, so your state has has gone straight to the Supreme Court to adjudicate this because it's an an interstate problem. Um, If you can't get four judges and three of them are appointed by the very guy who is at the brunt end of what's being debated and discussed here. If we can't get four judges to at least hear a case, given these extraordinary circumstances on what is the, what is the foundational basis of American election law? What should we take as a, what should be the takeaway message from that? Do you think?
1: Well, I think that what's I'm going to go back to what I started with before is And I really think this matters. What happens over the next 48 to 72 hours with respect to analysis of the data and the information that was put forth in the Georgia, Georgia case is really paramount in understanding for what we are asserting with respect to the misdeeds and carrying out elections. Um, The Pennsylvania case has its own track. If the U.S. Supreme Court, which is you know making a decision about what they're going to do on the on the on that case, right? Then the filings that, that have been that, that have been filed, we had an amicus brief that was filed yesterday, and others on the Pennsylvania case. That's going to impact the Texas case. I think those things happen first. Looking at and understanding what's going on in Georgia as a, as a as an overall matter for you know political observers, but then importantly, what the Pennsylvania case uh, will mean for the Supreme Court will impact what the court does on te- on the Texas case.
2: All right, let's get your thoughts on where things stand in the House, where we had an election where your party is still gaining seats, unless they just find more votes in New York like they claimed over the weekend. But uh, every forecaster had you guys losing 15 to 25 more seats. And now it appears you might win 15 seats. Um, Nancy Pelosi... Has uh, some has a hurting cat problem probably on her hands, right? I mean, there's not really any moderate Dems left. Maybe you know one or two, okay? But there's certainly maybe twenty or thirty that aren't communists. That would like to win their their fifty one, forty nine or fifty two forty eight districts in a couple of years, right? That are probably pretty concerned that they're not going to be accommodated whatsoever as that party continues to move to the left. What's the mood up there on Capitol Hill right now after that surprising House election?
1: Well, I think we're clearly seeing some angst over on the Democratic side of the aisle about how they're going to manage with such a tight, Um, you know, gap. I think it's the tightest uh, uh, gap since I think like the 1870s or something for a Democrat-led House. So they're going to have some awakening going on over there about the power that a handful of them have uh, in terms of how they get to a majority. I think there are a lot of things that we need to be pressing and sort of pushing on. You know, about uh, restoring regular order. What does that mean? That's nerd speak in Washington for we ought to vote. We need to have amendments. You know, right now this week. We're going to have a vote today on the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. Steve, you know, as a, as a political observer, they go, they fill that thing up as a Christmas tree with all sorts of garbage mm-hmm. every every year. Last year, it was uh, an, not enough garbage relative to the pay increase for the men and women in uniform that I held my nose and supported it because we all want to support our military when China's rattling, when we've got issues in the Middle East. This year, they've got you know a chief diversity officer in there. They've got all sorts of garbage. In the NDAA, they do nothing about endless wars. They don't know anything about revisiting the AUMF. They take away resources that normally go to cops when they've got extra cops stuff for cops. And there's all sorts of political garbage in there. And I'm I'm just a no. Um, We should vote on that, but we should have an amendment. We should debate it on the floor. The House uh, is broken. We haven't had an open debate on an amendment since May of 2016. Wow. I think the reason I'm bringing that up here is I think when you've got a five, six, seven-person gap, you know, the majority for the Democrats, that those kinds of questions start to take more um, meaning. And that's, that's, by the way, for both Republican and Democrat leadership. I think we need to take this opportunity to restore the power of the rank-and-file members of the House of Representatives. That's what I think the mood is right now, but we've got to kind of capitalize on it and, and move on it. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, we got a bill thrown down on the floor that, would, that was uh, basically federalizing race issues further with respect to historically black colleges and universities, uh, basically saying that we ought to have preferences in hiring and have federal programs to to have more race-based hiring. I'm just opposed to race-based governing. And yet, I I think there was maybe eight of us who voted no, Steve. This is your Republican Party right in front of you. And now is the time, right now, Hmm. hold them accountable for everything. When we have a spending bill on the floor this week, the CR omni the situation. Anybody, any Republican who votes for any of those spending bills is voting for an education establishment that is shutting your schools down. Mm -hmm. Is voting for local state governments that are shutting your police down. Voting for continuation of endless wars. Voting for programs that support China. Voting for things that are funding Planned Parenthood. This is your Republican Party. Hold them accountable. We shouldn't be voting for those spending bills.
2: Well said, my friend. Good work. God bless you. Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks for joining us again today, Chip. Take care.
1: Merry Christmas, our friend. Y'all take care. All
2: right. Take it easy. That's Congressman Chip Roy from the state of Texas. Gentlemen, your thoughts on that conversation?
0: I don't know any of the names and the level of character from the folks in Texas, but setting aside everything you said, which is absolutely correct, is this thing such a hot mess? Is it possible that they're kind of taking one for the team and putting this kind of thing forward forward? Now, just anyway, some way get it in front of the su- Supreme Court just to move on one way or the other. there's there's simply no way of knowing what that court is going to do, how it's going to handle it. John we, we've already seen what John Roberts says with the what the definition of a tax is. if we get up to the date of uh, changing a presidency and this stuff is just hanging out there like that without the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. dealing with it and people are talking about coups on both sides, I I really wonder how much of that has to do with Texas's decision just to say, okay, we're going to be the big boys. I don't know how much there is actually there, but we need to get this
2: there. I mean, if I'm in a state, Aaron, that is trying to do it right and I'm watching this go on, this is where you got to get beyond. What do you, what are your personal feelings about Donald Trump? If mail-in voting, Aaron, is not going away and we set the precedent that you just after the election is done, keep finding, counting votes, determining what a vote is, that's banana republic stuff, regardless mm-hmm. if Donald Trump lives or not.
3: And, and that's the key point. There's no point to voting and every, every, every single uh, enticement to cheat. Yeah. That's what we're talking about here. You don't have a country if that's the dynamic at play.
2: Because you're never cheating. You just you can just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Hour 2 is next. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzen. That's Aaron McIntyre and you are you. Let us know who you are. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. What else? Uh, follow us on Parlor at stevedace. Check us out. Like us on the new MeWe page we have, uh, which is the free speech alternative to Facebook. You can also check out our new YouTube channel at youtube.com slash stevedace. There are free samples there for you to sample, uh, and then you can share them with others if you like the sampling. Thank you very much. Also, if you like the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, we need you to do two things for us in exchange for liking it. Hit that subscribe button wherever you podcast from and leave us a five-star review. Thanks to all of those that have done those things for us already because they help the podcast to grow. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? Get on it! Was that okay?
0: Yes.
2: W- was that... Was that- I yeah. really feel like my sales pitches are getting better. I well, do.
0: You you had a weak moment earlier in the show, but other than that, right. it's been...
2: Right. I mean, the word I was, I I was entertaining. Um, yeah, see, you're trying to... Yeah, so. I can't, yeah, I'm, I'm good, I'm uh-huh. back, baby. I can't yeah. even say the word now. Thank you. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Todd. I See, I knew there was a reason I paid you. There it is. Right? Most days, Monday through Thursday, I'm not really sure. Friday's your day, but today you came through on a Tuesday. So thank you for that. And now that I'm about
0: to tell you whether this is you, in fact, are fake news or not, that may have lasted for two seconds. (laughs)
2: Yes. Okay. All right. Fake news or not brought to you by our friends over at Keeps. Yes, losing your hair is no fun. So let's talk about options. Behind door number one. Go to your physician, get a hair loss treatment prescription, then head to the pharmacy and try not to go broke while you're attempting to not go bald. Or door number two, you can go to Keeps from the comfort of your own home where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment. But Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing beyond those big savings, how about the convenience? It's all done online. Uh, Just uh, answer a few questions, snap a few pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you and that it is shipped directly to your door so we offered you big savings and then convenience how about one more incentive as well um a special deal, keeps.com slash grow. Go there at K-E-E-P-S to keeps.com slash grow and get half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. All right, for this week's fake news or not, we're going to do something a little bit different. It's the Twitter edition. These are all things either I have tweeted, shared, or seen on Twitter in recent days. You guys are going to decide, are these things fake news or not? Now, you're going to ask me, well, how am I determining whether this is fake news? All right, fake news meaning you think the opinion is fake news, the news itself is fake, what it asserts is fake, what the, the reaction to it is fake. You get to you get to analyze it the way that you see fit. Fair enough. Yes. You seem. Or no. You seem concerned, Todd. Well, there's something
0: behind. Is, is there a reason you're going down this road? Like, Change it up. I'm just nothing. There's just a
2: change up. There's just a change up. Yeah, Yeah.
3: reinventing yourself like the Beatles.
2: The the truth of the matter is, um, and I know why you're, to be fair to Todd, he's right. That I typically have like five reasons for why I do almost everything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so he's trying. Are you asking me to rip somebody on our side that you don't want to have to rip yourself? Is that kind of what you're thinking? I just I
0: sense a Doctor Evil trap door below me right now. And- well, it's
2: because you've worked with me for more than ten yes. minutes. Yes. That, that that makes sense. In this case, it's just a total random Trump act. I went over. I went and looked at the video clips that are out there, and I just didn't like any of them. And I'm like, I, I, we got to come up with something new. And I just went over to my Twitter feed. I said, hey, we've never done stuff that I've tweeted. Let's do that. Nothing else. Okay. There's no other agenda, although you are right to assume that there could be. Because with me, there, there usually is. Well, now I'm hoping
0: I get to rip somebody (laughs) you don't want to rip. All
2: right. So let us begin. We have a collection of things I've tweeted recently. Let's start from right here within the Blaze family. All right. This is from Chad Prather, who says, Ellen Page is now Elliot Page which means he is a straight white male. Will the Me Too crowd judge him as such? Nah, because they know he's actually a woman. Todd, you want this one first?
0: Oh, that's too easy. I mean, that's obviously true news. As you, as you know, uh, the Tranny Madness uh, is my jam. It it it, it, it was the shibboleth. Uh, it was the Rosetta Stone to figuring out that I, we were ripe for a year like 2020. And bam, here we are. And like I said, remember way back in 2016, and I said, "Well, next year is going to be worse," and it was. I don't. Anybody seeing light at the end the head of this tunnel? I don't. So, yeah, it's a train. Yeah, buckle up.
3: Uh, this is obviously true news. It is not fake news. Although, uh, unless the true news is actually changing the way it identifies and it's now fake news in which case perfect uh in which case it would be simultaneously is it trans, is it trans
2: news it
3: is it is trans news <laughs> okay
0: yes that's what you. we're doing yeah we I, gotta-
2: I, I i i think i hold on should we change this yes, sec- that's this what segment I was next say. year to trans news or not yes yeah
3: <laughs> yep. go ahead aaron i'm sorry transgendered news um yeah i so it depends. I. It depends. Like, like, is she going to have to do the same thing Scarlett? Or she, yes. She going to have to do the same thing Scarlett Johansson did, which was apologize for even thinking about portraying a trans man. Or uh, because cause Ellen Page, the dead name, has been portraying women up until now, which is now she is... Um, trying to be a he i'm sorry i'm having the same difficulty that you did saying the word empathy so i'm just gonna i'm gonna stop there
2: yeah well how would you uh, what's funny is i didn't know about this story and so the day it broke i kept seeing a bunch of people tweeting about elliot page in my feed i didn't know what this was about (laughs) and i I just tweeted out who the hell is elliot page (laughs) (laughs) and i think people thought i was making a I did a a statement that this is a fake. I didn't know what the story was. And it was like only a few hours later, I was like, Oh, Ellen page's career has pretty much been over for a few years. So this is the way to recycle it. Right. Just I'm, I'm, I'm I'm Elliot page now. Do you put her, him? Cause you know, they're going to want to give him an award or her right next year. Right. Is, is is it Best Supporting Actor or Best Supporting Actress?
3: She's oh, currently different. portraying an, a woman on a show on Netflix right now. But
2: that's, hmm. but
0: that's the great crime of all this. If you really want to go all the way on this, go all the way. If it's dead naming, it should be dead careering. You, you don't get to ride the coattails of Ellen Page, Elliot Page. You are not a proven
2: actor. Yeah, Ellen Page is dead now. Yes. Yes.
0: You need to go back and do you know, some soup commercial or something like that. You don't get to be on a Netflix show. We don't even know
2: who you are. That's a great... What bona fides do you have? That's a, a great point. And it's a straight way... Maybe she just... Maybe he just got that gig because he's a straight white male. Oh, Patriot. Elliot Page has no qualifications to hold that position. Uh, Elliot, I mean, Ellen is a dead name, as you pointed out. Elliot has no acting qualifications. I'm sensing another column coming on that Facebook will be pretending that only two people (laughs) shared next week. Yeah. But um, why, why does he have that job? Clearly, it's only because he's a straight white male. Yeah,
3: no. I mean, she was born this way, she was born a male. Own that poop. And all
2: it entails. All right. Let's go to the next one here. Here as we continue on uh, fake news or not. (laughs) L.A. County had over 10,000 COVID cases on December uh, the 6th. If they were a state that would put them at the top for the highest cases per 100,000 in the world. They probably have the strictest restrictions in the country in L.A. Their schools have been closed since March. Um. Remind me again why we need restrictions and mandates. Aaron, fake news or not?
3: Because the vaccine that nobody is talking about, the vaccine that is at least 96% effective, but in the end will be 100% effective, uh, has been working since about March. And that is the vaccine to inoculate America from American exceptionalism. That's why. That's why. That's the vaccine that nobody's talking about that's really, really effective and has been proven over the course of these last many months, nine months or so. That, that's, that's why. I mean, as I, as I tweeted back in, in March, and I tweeted again this morning, every leftist in their mother's dog is going to look at the suiciding of the economy and the lockdowns. Once once coronavirus blows over, whenever or however that happens, they're going to point to all of that and say, look, statist control over your lives work. And then now what we have is a dynamic that's going to be set into motion. Joe Biden is is proposing this 100 days of mask wearing. We've got the vaccines rolling out and there will be mass vaccinations by the time spring rolls around the end of flu and cold season. And that, coupled with probably a lowering of the cycle threshold values, and everybody's going to be saying, "Look, we beat it. Leftist control over your lives works. It took a year, but it works. That's why. That's why we have the restrictions." So uh, that is true news. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, I'm saying it's fake news. This is. This isn't just a case. Uh, issue in terms of uh, something you can measure according to a biological metric. It, it's clearly psychological, emotional, and spiritual by now. And as I had to remind somebody yesterday, uh, a very smart uh, ex-reporter of the Des Moines Register, um, but who's banning about the, um, when we were talking about election stuff, the, you know, Trump lost by 7 million votes, I reminded him 5 million of that margin comes from California. They got exactly what they wanted, a theme that Steve has echoed. This is a success. It's not a failure there. They are living in a Valhalla of their own making. So th- 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 this is fake news. Uh, and it would have been fake news if they didn't decide to do anything, whatever they decide to do. Um, it's It's all beautiful in their eyes and they put a stamp on it uh, electorally with no ambiguity whatsoever. This is how they want to live.
2: Next up. Number three from Candace Owens, who says, I am allowed to fly directly next to perfect strangers on a packed plane with no social distancing between strangers. And during that flight, we can all take our masks off to eat and drink. By the way, when I fly, Let's just say I spend most of my time on that flight eating or drinking, if you know what I'm saying. it. I mean, the amount of time it takes me to put down one of those uh, wafers that they hand out now uh, for snacks. Three minutes per wafer. Uh, but more like 30. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let me continue. All right. Um, so we can all take our masks off to eat and drink, Candace says, but my husband is not allowed to attend any of my prenatal appointments with me because science taught. See now we're outside of California and
0: in most other places clearly not all. If if you just look around you and you have a shred of honesty about you th- th- this isn't a unique hypocrisy, a unique contradiction. They're just they're just everywhere. We're absolutely making this stuff up. I had to take my daughter in Uh, to the doctor for the uh, strep throat stuff I uh, told you about uh, last week. And so we both have to go into the um, uh, meeting room uh, and we both have to have our temperatures taken. Uh, We're both fine. And then we step out into the hallway to wait till we're called and I hear the uh, woman receptionist tell the doctor whoever's going to call me in and you're going to have to tell the dad that he needs to pull his mask up around his nose because it was just covering my mouth mm-hmm. I yeah I'm I have no temperature so I, and there's even there even there the cult of the mask uh, it's it's one thing that it's being projected out uh, with the, from the likes of Fauci but the boots on the ground there It that's what this this thing drills down so deep, the cult of personality that is this thing you look around and everywhere you're choked by it.
3: Yeah, I mean, a couple months ago, it was August. I mean, the heat still the heat of the summer. Bella and I went to Worlds of Fun, uh, an amusement park a couple of hours away from here. And somebody told me one of those staff workers there told me, I need you to pull your mask up over your nose. And I turned around in this guy's same line of sight. There's like three or four people with their masks down below their chins. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. As for this tweet from Candace, we love Candace here. I got to, I got to call, I got to call this out though. Why in the world are you scheduling your prenatal appointments after 10 p.m. at night? That makes no sense. Have you ever heard of that before? Everybody knows that the virus only spreads after 10 p.m. at night. Yes. That's why your husband can't go with
2: Yes. That. So it's Candace's so, fault, clearly. Yeah, it's yes.
3: it's your own fault, Candace, sorry.
2: I've asked this question several times this year. It's a good time to ask it again. If the masks don't stop me from spreading the virus or, or protect me from it in the most sterile environment we have in the general population, a hospital, a medical provider environment, right? Is that not the most sterile environment we have in in the general population in in a typical community? If the masks don't work and cannot be trusted there, why would we think they could work then anywhere? Meaning, why can't I visit loved ones in the hospital? Why can't they go with me to a prenatal appointment and just wear a mask? If the mask doesn't stop the spread of coronavirus, in the sterile healthcare provider environment why the hell would it stop the spread of it at Walmart why would it stop the spread of it at any school with the kids wiping uh, their hands all over everything all day long you see what I'm saying why would it stop it then anywhere see you're telling me you don't believe the masks work I, I, I they won't they won't stop this in a hospital I I walk in with my face covered in the most sterile environment available to the general population, and I can't be assured, even with that mask on, that I'm not going to either receive or share the virus? Then why the hell would that stop it anywhere at a mall? Pick any place. Why would it stop it then anywhere then? Do you know the answer to that?
0: Uh, Well... It's not a good one.
2: All the answers to that are probably yes. bad, right? Yes. All right, let's let's do another one here. Okay? This is from Ryan Svedra over at the Daily Wire, responding to Brian Kemp, the Governor of Georgia, who says, "As I told the president this morning, I've publicly called for a signature audit three times, November 20th, 24th, December 3rd, to restore confidence in our election process and to ensure that only legal votes are counted in Georgia. Ryan Saavedra at The Daily Wire responds, probably need to call for it a little harder. There is no reason that this should not take place, and the fact that it hasn't happened is disgraceful. Aaron, I go to you first. Fake news or not?
3: Uh, This is not fake news. I mean, the governor is still the governor of, of Georgia, correct? Right. The governor of Georgia. So he would be, what, the chief executor of of uh, the laws, of the laws yeah. in the state of Georgia but he doesn't have the authority to do that the secretary of state does. doesn't the the governor of Georgia though doesn't he like put a hand on a Quran? no no it's uh it's the Talmud. no uh it's no it's uh the bible he puts his hand on the bible and
2: which Led Zeppelin four, one of the two. Oh, uh,
3: Led Zeppelin four. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah. And um, been a long time since I wrote. No, um, he takes an oath of office, doesn't he? To to uphold the laws of the state of Georgia, to defend the Constitution, doesn't he? So the the, the governor of Georgia has standing to be able to make sure that the laws are being followed. So. You could take the Secretary of State to court. What are the things that a Governor, the Chief exec, uh, Executor of the Law, what are the things that he could do? He just, I guess, just nothing. I get he call for no, a fourth time, a fifth it, time. Yeah, he has no recourse. He could tweet it a couple more times. That's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. But he's just powerless.
2: The poor guy is just. I think. Powerless. I think everyone knows in America, Todd, that governors are just a uniquely powerless position.
0: But yeah, I mean, I I, I think. Uh, Aren't we just hearing echoes of uh, Mike Pence and Rifra on this thing?
3: Oh, thank you. I pay, pay no minds so, that, that I hate th- you. That his neighbor to the south, yeah. um, you know, he just he's I, able to just demand all the laboratories start reporting their C T values for, for COVID nineteen tests, but he has no what? power to actually uphold the law. How many Georgia? people
2: by the way, email me that you've checked with your state after yesterday's show? I mean I, I probably got 40 oh, yeah? or 50 emails. I guess this. it's
3: the same answer every time they have but no idea. Many
2: many of the times that we have no idea um, and they always pass the bu- often pass the buck on who can who actually would would report this. One person said in Wisconsin, your home state. They were told oh, no it was Minnesota. I apologize. It was Minnesota. They were told the, the viral cycle threshold was 40 in Minnesota. 40 yeah, 10 times it. more than it needed to, needs to be according to what CDC guidelines used to be for PCR tests prior to coronavirus when it was 30. Anyway, Todd, you are going to say I just,
0: it. I think it's fake news. I think, you know, Mike Pence has kind of set the tone for how you handle things like uh, Riffra. how you hand uh, handle guys like Fauci. You know, you just kind of go with the flow and hope, you know, the better angels of our nature kick in sooner or later.
2: We have to be a better country than this, right? Yes. I keep being told that. All right, um, this one, let's go to this one. We have two more. Marvel's Letitia Wright. You'll recall she plays the sister, the adorable and funny sister of the Black Panther in the Black Panther movie. Okay. Um, She's also been pretty outspoken as a Christian, by the way, in case you weren't aware of that. Marvel's uh, Letitia Wright has left social media after being bullied and harassed by the cancel mob. Social justice warriors are telling Marvel to fire her for, quote, being an anti-vaxxing transphobic bitch, end quote. Cancel culture abusing a religious black woman because she was concerned about a vaccine. So, Todd, I'm going to let you have this one first. Go ahead, sir. Well, I have
0: an answer. To this, that has a lot to do with what we're talking about next segment. But there is nobody who is immune to this, and it, it. I there's a lot of examples on on there of these very nasty people. Now that in when we say Twitter isn't real life, there may, may be far far more people uh, who are, are, are fans of her than would call her nasty things like this. Uh, but th- 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 these are the places that end up ruling the emotional, psychological, and spiritual realms, and very few people seem to be uh, immune from it in the way that a Jason Whitlock is. So um, th- this now, is you, this, since you
2: invoked his name, what if, if if you followed him and we've had him on the show here yeah. a few times or a couple times, he'll tell you why he is largely immune to this. It's that he's his desire and posture to stand out and step up here is driven entirely by his faith. Entirely. Well, Steve, I thought you said Letitia Wright is very serious about her faith. She is. She's also a much younger woman. Jason Whitlock wasn't doing this stuff 10, 20 years ago, and he'll tell you why. Cause I wasn't as serious about it as I am now that I'm in my, my, in my fifties. I'm kind of now I'm realizing, Hey, you know what? This stuff is for real. I got to take this a lot more seriously. Right. Um, I'm sure it's the first time that poor that Letitia God bless her, but it's probably the first time because she's black and starred in the most successful motion picture of all time that, that featured, uh, you know, black actors and prevalent themes in black America. This is this is probably the first time she's really received se- severe pushback for a belief system. Right. right. She's she's probably largely a lot of people probably just pretended to love her and just overlooked her faith because they appreciated the some of the political messages of, of what she was starring in. This might be the very first time she's really received this kind of an onslaught. It's hard if you're not used yeah. to it, man. It's hard to deal with, particularly if you're used to these same people puffing you up all the time.
0: Now, last time we talked about the Avengers, it's when they tried to cancel Chris Pratt again. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers, the actors who played the Avengers, actually did Avengers Assemble in we real go life. Because to the
2: Joe Biden fundraiser. But, but yeah.
0: the, until that happens across the board on every issue all the time and there is just a group of avengers who have a degree of power and come with every bit as much um uh justice as the fake justice here is trying to impose on this woman and just punch the bullies in the mouth this is this is just absolutely true news
3: yeah, it is um it is absolutely true news. And I mean, where maybe, maybe I maybe this was the case um where where are the eons and the scores of actors like what happened with Chris Pratt not too long ago and just mentioned. Um where are those defending her? I it's just it's just an incestuous cabal, probably of the same accounts or the same people controlling the same accounts. But we go back to what you've talked about multiple times, Steve. Which is, have you ever have you ever met somebody in real life who comes up to you and says, "Hello, I'm a member of the cancel culture." Right. It's it doesn't it doesn't happen, and until somebody just stands up and says, "No, uh, enough of this," they're just going to keep doing it, and they they will anyway. Um, I think it was. Uh, I'm, his name is Jesse Kelly talking about cancel culture used to be the cancel culture would be kind of like an oven where if you did something wrong or a company did something wrong, it'd be kind of a slow steady heat for a while. And then it would subside. This is like an atomic bomb where it's a lot, a great deal of heat for like 24 hours or even less than that really in our news cycle. And then it just goes away and people forget about it. People just need to understand that and just, That's the nature of the beast and just keep moving on.
2: I'm going to have a lot more to say about the vaccination efforts as we get into next year, because this will be a major, major topic of debate uh, next year for sure. But for now, we're running out of time. I want us to go full circle for the very last tweet that we're going to look at. And we had this gentleman on our show uh, about a year ago. This is from Beckett Cook. Who says, so Ellen Page can suddenly become a Elliot Page, but my choice to no longer identify as gay because I follow Christ is anathema. Fake news or not? Aaron. That is not fake news.
3: Um, I don't have enough time to say what I want to say. Actually, this is good. So I, I am going to take the time. I'm really glad that you said what you said. If you didn't, I was going to after the montage. You know, why Why did the men of Chuck Yeager's generation, why did they do the things that they did? A whole generation of men. I, I actually got to meet Chuck Yeager when I was young once. Reading about the things that he did, strapping himself into a rocket and <laughs> breaking the sound barrier. I'm hearing stories about my... My wife's grandfather, who was a navigator on an SR-71, a man who was very instrumental in me and my family's life, Dale Miller, received a bronze star for a covert mission where, under the cover of darkness, he went and he mapped Japanese-controlled islands in the South Pacific. Why are the men of that generation the way that they are? There's something different about them. And the key there is there is just fearlessness. There is fearlessness. And why do we do these things? Why do we go to do the moon? Why do we break the sound barrier? Because what glorifies our God, whether or not it's done for that intent, what glorifies him than what more than when we actually live up to the potential that he puts in us with the talents and abilities that he gives us? American exceptionalism is born out of the American Revolution, which was, as we talked about before, the marriage of the Enlightenment and the Protestant Reformation, to where men Humans were able to achieve and fulfill their God-given destiny. The marriage of of basically the doctrine of demons and more doctrine of demons is what we have nowadays. Where instead of fulfilling that God-given potential, we reject our image, the Imago Dei whatsoever. And that's how you end up with Ellen Page wanting to be known as Elliot Page. And that's how you end up with Beckett Cook wondering why he's an anathema for choosing to follow christ when everybody's applauding elliot page that's how we got here
2: it's well said you probably don't want to follow that do you full orwell i'll leave it at that it's well said too we'll come back pop culture tuesday matthew mcconaughey does he have the fire in the belly politically we're going to talk about that here next You know, you've had enough to deal with this year, so don't overthink your holiday gifts. You know, we're all kind of living in sweatpants these days anyway. So give your loved ones some pro-level Tommy John loungewear this holiday season, Tommy John. Making sure you give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself with Tommy John's men's and women's loungewear. Say goodbye to the good old stained sweatpants. Tommy John loungewear is luxuriously soft, guaranteed to fit perfectly with the same level of comfort and innovation that goes into everything that Tommy John makes. I've got some of this at my house. It is absolutely as advertised. This is great stuff, and um, you have to remember, all of their things, whether it's loungewear, pajamas, underwear, come in limited edition sets, and they will sell out quick. So take advantage right now of Tommy John Best Underwear You'll Ever Buy, too. I mean, it's the only underwear I wear now. I love this stuff. All right. Use the promo code Steve. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's TommyJohn.com slash Steve. Get $20 off of everything site-wide for a limited time only. $20 off everything, site-wide, for a limited time only right now at TommyJohn.com slash Steve. I'm telling you, if you try this underwear, you will not go back. TommyJohn.com slash Steve. All right. Let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday. We look at the intersection between pop culture and conservatism. And it's been no secret that for... Almost the last decade now, elements on both the left and the Democratic Party have invested a large sum of resources into turning Texas blue. Right? Yeah. And the reason being is, um, if you if you own New York, California, and Texas, you essentially have a stranglehold on the Electoral College. It it, it would be it's not impossible to get to two seventy without those three states, but what you have to you got to roll snake eyes at the craps table at pretty much every every state of consequence from there in order to win it, it would it would give democrats a certifiable lock on the electoral college for the foreseeable future in this last cycle they spent more than they ever have and they really didn't make any substantive gains anywhere in the state as a result of that investment could it be that they're missing a personality, a figure to rally behind. Matthew McConaughey is considered one of America's greatest living actors. He's won Oscars. He's won Emmys. Uh, and he's exceedingly likable by the way. It's impossible not to like Matthew McConaughey. He's kind of has a, a, a Texas twangy Chris Pratt quality to him. Do you think that's fair? Sure. Okay. And, um, I mean, you see him on the sidelines, Texas sporting events and things of that nature. Uh, This is also a guy that's like a Mark Wahlberg, very outspoken about his faith and things of that nature. Did a recent interview with Joe Rogan where he talked about it and he said, well, yeah, they hate you for having faith in Hollywood. But by the time it came out about me, I'd already made it as a star, basically. So nobody could do anything to me about it. Right. Remember, he did the he did the uh, uh, March for Our Lives texas version a few years ago the gun march the anti-gun march and then was like wait a minute i'm all for gun control but you guys want to just take all the guns away you didn't tell me that before i came to speak here right remember we had that conversation a couple of years back well he's got his memoirs are out right now and he's doing a series of interviews to promote this book remember mcconaughey was the guy that got anthony fauci to admit vitamin d and sunlight are good against the virus. Remember that? Yeah. Oops. Okay. Yeah. Here are some quotes that I've gathered from McConaughey's uh, media tour. Okay. Uh, Quote, the attitude of the far left prevents the two opposing political sides from coming together. Many people, I'm sure you saw it in our industry, when Trump was voted in four years ago, they were in denial that it was real. Some of them were in absolute denial. Um, On the other hand, McConaughey points out that many, quote, on the right, do not believe President-elect Joe Biden won the November election. It looks like Biden's our guy and now you've got the right that's in denial because their side has fake news. And I understand they've been fed fake news. No one knows what the hell to believe, right? So they're putting down their last bastion of defense. The, uh, the, uh, the two sides of the political aisle are so far apart. Uh, the offended conservative parties look at us in in Hollywood going another celebrity over there West Coasters and the elites in the Northeast the left will have to understand the science of meet you in the middle unquote McConaughey says goes on to talk about how he's disdains quote condemnation and criticism of ordinary working people from what he calls the quote far left he says he is quote aggressively centrist is what he says and then he says quote there are a lot of people on that illiberal left meaning he's talking about like the cancer culture tolerance mob there are a lot of people on that illiberal left that absolutely condescend patronize and are arrogant towards that other 50% meaning the rest of the country unquote so why is he doing this could just be it's just what he thinks right and these are issues that are almost omnipresent in america everywhere you turn it's prevalent right right and he's one of america's biggest movie stars and you know i i always kind of i always kind of find it funny when we on the right talk about nobody cares what celebrities think when the two most within within conservative circles the two most popular presidents of my lifetime was a former movie and tv star and a former reality tv star (laughs) right Right. okay so somebody clearly cares what celebrities think maybe it's us i wonder he's 51 years old now he's done everything He's done blockbusters. I think he's been sexiest man alive. He's won Academy Awards. Uh Emmy. I think they won either an Emmy or a Golden Globe for that true detective show that was really good. That him and Woody Harrelson the did first together. One was great. That first season with the two of them was phenomenal television. All right. He's done it all. Except this. And he's a guy that's liked by everybody. Has left of center political views, but isn't uh, an enemy of faith, and in fact takes his own very seriously. Could he be to Texas what John Bell Edwards was to Louisiana? The last somewhat moderate, or at least not hating America, elected Democrat. But instead of, unlike Bill Edwards, this is a beloved celebrity with street cred that takes a reliable red state and turns it blue, like Bill Edwards did getting elected governor of the state. What do you think? Is he just pontificating here or is there more to it? Gentlemen, your thoughts.
0: Only if he's a total sucker could that happen uh, because he would allow himself to believe that this thing called a centrist is still a thing and he would ultimately used and abused and spit out to the point that just got where all of progressivism leads and it ends up to the fringe, to Beto, to Wendy Davis down mm-hmm. there. It's not he, I, and I don't think he's a sucker. So I, I think he has natural passion. I mean, Joe Rogan, you mentioned, I mean, Joe Rogan is not Mr. Journalism News. He came up. He would he was an actor on news radio. Do you remember that show?
2: I forgot with about Phil Hartman? that. Yeah, I remember that. He was that the show.
0: maintenance guy on that show. I forgot about that. And then, I mean, I have no idea what happened to him, and all of a sudden you see him doing um uh the uh, the fighting uh, ultimate fighting, and he's also a guy who just you know I've got interests and passions and social media kind of led everybody to believe that there's more places out there if that's my interest to find a place a podcast things like that I just think that's what you're seeing with uh, Matthew McConaughey he clearly likes to talk to a lot of different people he is I mean he he's like Jeff R- you know, before the dude. Uh, or there was the dude and he's he's all right all right all right there's just these guys that are they're deeply magnanimous and they they like a lot of different people but i he doesn't strike me as a sucker uh and i just don't think if he turns it if he turns it blue he he will be a gigantic cautionary tale if he really believes what he's saying about how the left treats people. And he's seen it with his own eyes in Hollywood. He knows how lucky he is to get away with what he's gotten away with. So I just, I, I, I don't believe... Texas may very well turn blue. I just don't... I don't believe he's going to let himself be manipulated in such a fact. He's never going to be able to do it in any sort of positive way. He's well, not
2: going to reform the party. What if he thinks I'm a big enough star that I can, I can conquer all of these point. lefty weirdos, but could he, is he, a, could even one of America's no. biggest stars, no, not have to walk the plank for these people. No, that's
0: what what I was alluding to, uh, with cancel culture, uh, before. And I'm going to use, there's no, you can't stand on your own. You, you would need a bunch of Avengers to come around you and they don't exist.
2: Aaron, what are your thoughts? I, I tend to
3: agree with Todd just for a, a slightly tweaked reason. You'll look at the way the left, especially in Texas, he so just rattled off a couple of names. Beto O'Rourke, hell yes, we're going to take your guns. In fact, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey uh, told a, a group of students uh, for a gun control march, uh, you know, t- take one for the team, get rid of your assault weapons. The, the left increasingly not only with their politicians, but definitely with their base. As soon as McConaughey says, hey, let's not behead that Christian over there, They're going to give him the Beckett cook treatment, which is what Mm. we just talked about at the end of the last segment, which is you are anathema to us. We want blood and you're standing in the way of it. Get out of the way. That's the reason he'll fail. Not necessarily because he won't fall for the uh, getting worked over. Although maybe we're saying the same thing, Todd, that's why he'll fail. Because they want a specific kind of win, they don't want to just yeah. win. Yeah, they want it to look a, a, a specific yeah. way. Yeah, they are not playing. They've already played the long game. They're not. They are. They're in the end game now. They're not China's playing a multi generational, multi hundred of year game here. They've already completed their march through the institutions, and now it's time for you. Yes, even you, Matthew McConaughey, to kneel before Zod. That's what the game is. Yeah. Extreme centrists.
0: So, Didn't you get the memo? And, and we so don't
3: care. You will. You will either swallow. Texas will either do this swallowing leftism, hook, line, and sinker by just completely getting beat down by this uh, by this ideology over and over and over again. But there's not going to be any centrist, middle-of-the-road Democrat that's going to be able to be a silver bullet for them because it is Neil before, before Zod time to the left. This year should have t- showed us, all of us, that that was the case. Guys, and just, the Steelers yesterday were 11-0, were they not? Or mm-hmm. were, were they 10-0? No, they 11, were 11-0. 11-0. They lost to a team named football team. We are in the end game. We're in the end game, guys. It's Neil
2: B. time. I kind of hear you guys saying that if the Democratic Party was willing of elevating a radical centrist, as he describes himself, like Matthew McConaughey, who doesn't hate his opponents... And is totally fine cashing their check and sharing a country with them. I kind of hear you guys saying that if they were willing to do that in order to win, the conversation about whether Matthew McConaughey is that guy wouldn't be necessary. Right. That's kind of what I hear you guys saying. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, more on this in a moment because uh, I'm excited here in a few minutes. We're going to be off the air. Not that I'm excited to leave you guys, but it's going to be built Bar time. All right. And yesterday, you guys were here. You, you're my witnesses. I tried this in real time. I tried the new white chocolate sea salt caramel flavor. What was my reaction the first bite I took? The same as every other bar that yeah. you've had. From yeah, that. I mean, this, I, these guys, man. There are candy bars on the market. Not as good as some of these built bars. But here's the thing. 20 grams of protein, less than 180 calories, less than five grams of sugar in every bar all right good for you and they taste good and they have the texture of a three musketeers and they taste great they've got flavors now well into the 20s the amount of flavors they have and they're all phenomenal all right so go to builtbar.com that's built b-u-i-l-t builtbar.com and use uh, dace my last name d-e-a-c-e as a promo code get 20 percent off builtbar.com your first order right now at BuiltBar.com, I promise you won't regret this. Good buddy of mine texted me the other day. Thanks, Steve. I've now got a BuiltBar addiction on top of everything else. BuiltBar.com promo code Dace to get twenty percent off. Let's say he. Let's go back to McConaughey for a second. Let's say he ran. Let's say maybe nationally they they don't want a candidate like him, but in Texas, could he do it? Are there enough places in Texas where he could sister soldier the Democratic Party? He could build Clinton the Democratic Party. Are there enough places in Texas that he could do that? On a national level, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but Texas unique enough culture on its own that he would not have to go and bow the knee to the woke brigade in Austin, for example. Depends on who he's running against. Who the GOP no. nominee or the yeah. Democratic challengers are? Uh, yes, on both. Ca- yes, on both cases. Yep. Okay, all right. I, I don't. I don't think he could say she say she didn't lose. Well, we, she did lose twice. A Wendy Davis kind of character, who, though, who previously didn't get trounced by Greg Abbott and then just get curb stomped by my buddy Chip Roy in a congressional race. But it's a Wendy Davis kind of candidate with her kind of name ID. Matthew McConaughey, head-to-head, Democratic primary for governor in Texas. What happens?
0: Uh, I think the Wendy Davis-like wins.
2: It would be fascinating to see her, or or him, because the candidate could be either gender, but they would be attacking McConaughey from the left in that primary the entire time, right? And then what would his reaction be to getting attacked by these people the way they attack See, us. I what his reaction That's to that point. be? That's Then
0: they would be like, why am I even in this party? See, I'm assuming, just for the sake of argument, there's no crossovers. Republicans can't come over and vote. So it's just Democrats, lifelong Democrats. Oh, yeah. No way yeah. he wins.
2: We're going to stick around, get into Tucker Carlson's monologue last night about China's influence in the U.S. That'll be the topic of today's Overtime. For the rest of you, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Until then, John 317.
1: This is Steve Dace.
2: On the Blaze Radio Network.